Hey there, it's Jake. Before we jump in, I wanted to let you know that this episode of The Online Hustle is a bit of a time capsule. It's from a podcast I used to run between 2012 and 2016. You're going to hear some references to that show, uh, to businesses and content that may have changed or may not even exist anymore. Special episode 4.5, Content Smackdown. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Jake Howard, and you're listening to The Multimedia Marketing Show. This is a special episode pulled together in the last 24 hours. Now, this is to help promote Dan Norris, our guest from episode four, uh, is content marathon week where he's producing as much content as he possibly can in one week time frame. Now, this is, of course, to help promote his uh, web reporting app, Informly. So that's inform.ly. In this episode, we're going to debate which is the best form of multimedia content marketing. We've brought in some big guns. So we've got Dan Norris representing blogging and uh, 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 the written content. We've got Dan Andrews from the Lifestyle Business Podcast representing podcast and audio and James Schramko representing video. James is from superfastbusiness.com. Okay, as you can imagine, these three guys are doing pretty awesome content marketing across all forms of media. So it's a big ask uh, having them try and debate just on the one particular topic. So they've done a really good job in this episode. Uh, I'd suggest you, you tune in and we'd love to get your feedback as to who you think the winner is. So uh, stay around to the end. I'll give you the link to uh, head across and you can vote on who you thought won this particular episode. Uh, that's it. So let's get straight into the content. Okay, welcome back, listeners. Uh, I'm hoping you're looking forward to this episode. As discussed, we've got uh, three of the best content marketers on the planet on the call uh, for this debate. So I'd like to welcome our three guests today. Uh, let's start with Dan Norris. Now, you're the reason we're all here, Dan, so welcome to the call. Hi, Jake. Thanks for having me, and thank you, James and Dan, for getting involved with Late Notice as well. I'm looking forward to it. No problems at all. And we'll get, a, get across to James from Superfast Business. How are you, James? Good. Thanks, Jake. Great to be here. Fantastic. And then head across to, to Seminyak in Bali, where we can welcome uh, Dan Andrews from the Lifestyle Business Podcast. Hey, guys. All right. So let's uh, let's get straight into it, guys. So uh, f for the listeners out there, so we've got a, a three-way debate on our hands, a, a content smackdown of sorts. Uh, now, I'll run you through how we're going to do this. We're, gonna, we're going to have um, uh, five rounds. We'll go through the different aspects of content marketing in each round. So I've got... Uh, four statements uh, for each of our three uh, experts on the line here, and then we'll have a closing argument at the end. Now, uh, uh, so there'll be a, a, a positive statement or a positive uh, um, a positive question answered by each of them, followed by a rebuttal in each round, uh, if, if they so want to. And then um, we'll round out with the closing arguments. Now, there are only a couple of rules that, uh, Number one on the list is don't be boring. Uh, I've got the power to mute you all. So if, if you start getting off on tangents and are boring, I'll um, just hit mute straight away. Uh, don't <laughs> don't swear. I don't want any swearing in this episode. So uh, we, we run a family show, so keep it nice and clean. And um, there was a rule that uh, we're hoping to include. Uh, 
I don't really want you to talk about how your own format leverages uh, the other forms of uh, the form of content marketing. And I guess uh, the the biggest proponent of that will probably be you, James. So I'm not sure how you feel about that. Yeah, well, I certainly um, I certainly would have mentioned it if it wasn't forbidden. Because it's kind of obvious, right? <laughs> well, let's see how we go anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's get into round one. Right, so what I'm looking for is uh, uh, the, the statement for this round is uh, your form of content marketing is the best way to engage your audience. Now, let's head straight across to Dan Norris for, for your, for your uh, explanation of this. Okay, and I'm, going, I'm doing blogging, right? You certainly are. <laughs> Just had to check that because um, both the guys on the call are pretty handy blogging as well. But I think the, the main thing to me with like text content is that the majority of the web really still is text. Like, if, like I was just on Hacker News earlier, and you look at the like the top ten articles on Hacker News, and they're all they're all text, no video, no audio, and um, like the really big sites, like the tech crunches and the big tech sites, they're all really text driven, and people have got this habit ingrained into them for the last 15 years of of um reading text online so i think i think that's probably the main thing for me is is if you're starting with blogging you're not ruling anyone out but if you're starting with video or audio then you start ruling people out so that's why normally when i um start a blog i will start writing text content and maybe get into the audio and video stuff later Okay, uh, listeners, I think Dan's just warming up here, so we might give him another chance. Yeah. I've got a rebuttal. I, <laughs> this is an awful argument. <laughs> let, let me jump in here. I know. I, <laughs> okay, first off, here's 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 the counterintuitive part about text content. It is the most expensive medium. Now, go out there on the web and find marketers that are consistently on a regular basis touching their audience with high impact cons- content. If you find me a blog that's doing that with text, you're you're pointing me to a blog with multiple writers. It's very very expensive to produce compelling text content. So that would be one thing to think about if that's going to be your primary marketing channel is are you going to be able to touch your readers enough with high enough quality content? Yeah, helping with me with my second point as well actually, Dan, thanks for that because um, one of the other things I was going to say is with guest content, it's a lot easier to do guest content and get guest content for your site if it's text. And I've tried to get people to do videos or audio um, as like them giving me guest content or me giving them guest content. And it never works as easily as text does. So I think part of the reason why the sites that have a lot of guest contributors is text is because that's just, again, what people are used to. And there's a, a lot of people out there are comfortable writing guest posts for other sites. James, you've got a rebuttal? Well, I think that, uh, you know, Dan's point about text being the most common content is exactly the reason you want to go for a more rich media to stand out and to have an instant advantage by being where the others are not. Okay, well, that that certainly leads into into you then James let's um let's hear how how video is the most informing or the most engaging way to 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 build your audience. Well, I think we're trained to watch television and movies and people watch an inordinate amount of hours of video every single day. So we're literally stepping in front of them with a habit they already have. And we're, so we're doing it where they are active. YouTube is the second most uh, prolific search engine on the internet. So it's simply 
if you want to engage with people, you have to be where they are. So that's how you get right in front of them. So I think the part of the problem, you know, I have uh, with with video content for online marketing is that, you know, we are used to watching video and TV and movie and all this kind of stuff, really good video. And then all of a sudden you have a bunch of marketers come out with videos that are sort of second rate, but the content's sort of relevant to what you want. And I think it's, it is difficult um, for me to have that level of engagement where, you know, why am I sitting tied to a computer watching this person, a talking head or a very simple, like a split screen, like Mixergy? I mean, I bet if you called up Andrew Warner and said, how many people are watching those videos? It's, it's, it's next to nothing compared to his, his audio. And one of the reasons he said the only reason he keeps putting those videos out is because he wants to be able to look his interviewees in the eye. He says that that makes him a better interviewer. He's not doing that because it's compelling content. I mean, I bet if you looked at the Wistia stats on his site, it would be dismal. I mean, people are downloading that audio. So that's part of the issue for me. It's, it's, com- it's very expensive to get high quality video. Well, every single computer comes with a, a camera in the top of that um in the top of that thing and the prolific nature of reality television shows that people want to engage in real uh that real stuff rather than super high-end production fabricated stuff if it's real people will forgive production quality to some extent dan dan uh, dan norris you feel the same about that or um i mean i, I kind of agree with dan in that I've I've heard them say heard Jason on this week in startup say the same thing in that they've gone out and spent all this money on an amazing studio and amazing videos and everything else, but they've found that pretty much everyone just listens to the audio. And I mean, I just listen to the audio, and even with the majority of James's content, I listen to the audio. And this week in startups, I listen to the audio on Mixergy because I don't want to sit there glued to my work computer you know, to consume this stuff when I can consume it when I'm out doing something else and when I'm working, I can just do work. And to, well, to that point, though, I just want to say like, you know, I think there's a, a reason why James might have settled on making this video short because even if it's real, I'm not going to want to be chained to my laptop to watch some guy talk for 15 minutes. So, you know, I, I really think that that's that's a critical thing for busy people and when the production quality isn't professional and there's not scene changes and b-roll and interesting things to look at i'm going to start to ask myself why am i looking at this um so i think that that to me is a critical issue well i I think there's another element here uh, too uh when it comes to commercial transactions versus just educational you know listening to stuff that ability to look someone in, in the eye and to see their facial movements and their hand gestures can be confidence building. For example, I switched over to Jake's travel service from my previous supplier after watching multiple videos and getting a feel for who this guy is and and that he fits my criteria for someone who I would deem as trustworthy. And I can get a much better sense of that by looking at him than by listening to him. All right, Dan Andrews, I think you're probably going to have a, a counter argument to that. So let's hear why uh, audio is the most engaging content. All right. So first off, as entrepreneurs, we're looking for opportunities. So I think out of the three um, uh, modalities, audio has the biggest upside. Like James is just saying, YouTube is the second biggest search engine. And, and Dan was saying text is the language of the internet. Well, if you're looking for a wave to ride, it would be audio out of the three. 
Um, it's still very difficult to download podcasts. They're not easily available in, in cars, like new cars off the lot right now. It's a little bit tricky to stream them from the internet. All that stuff is getting much, much more efficient. And I suspect it'll be a lot easier to download podcasts two years from now and to consume that content. So it's a it's a huge wave. People are you know getting hip to the idea of podcasting. Um, that brings up a separate, separate point, which is that the people that have figured out how to get podcasts on their phone and listen regularly. These are the super fans. This is like an opt-in box with an address, a street address on it. When people, by the time they get you into their earbuds, they're committed to, to uh, giving your content a chance. Um, and it's an extremely captive uh, moment to have them in. You know? You're speaking to them directly at long form while they're going about their day. And you know, we often talk as marketers, like you know, word of mouth marketing is the best marketing to have. Well, this is quite literally that you're putting, you know, words directly into their head. So as a marketer, I love that opportunity. Also, by the way, just as we're going to say, it, it is the cheapest um, medium to create high quality content, professional level, high quality content. So, I mean, a lot of us, I'm sure on this phone call have produced, you know, five plus high quality shows in one day. I mean, it'd be difficult to do that with uh, video and near impossible with writing. Yeah. Do we have any rebuttals there? Oh, you know, like <laughs> it's it's a very compromised debate because <laughs> you know I run, I have podcasts and I don't mind if Dan wins on those things. It's pretty hard to uh, rebut that it's easy to make audio. It is low cost, and you do have a captive audience. Uh, I don't mean to make Dan's argument for him, but. You know, it is hard to watch a YouTube video when you're walking the dog or uh, driving your car. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll let that one lie. That's good. And Dan Norris? Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I would say to that is that one of my oldest memories of the internet is podcasting. It was like when I was in high school, it was like the internet's coming out and there's going to be all of these awesome things like wikis and podcasts. And I don't even know what this word meant for about 10 years, but forever people have been talking about podcasting taking off and um and in that time before video was even thought about on the internet youtube has come along and video is totally smashed audio and so i don't know i mean i think it's important to ride the wave and predict the future but it's also important to go where the people are well i think there's a lot more people making money from youtube channels than they are from their podcasting channels Uh, that would be my observation a lot of very popular shows put out by self-publishers so it, it really might depend on the goal what the goal is long term yeah and, and i think people are still trying to figure out the model in a lot of ways like the there was a post during the week jason from this weekend saying that they were going to shut down the network because i think his concept of it was that the network idea didn't work um so that that is a pretty big podcasting guy and for someone like that to be shutting down at least a good chunk of what he's doing I think it shows that people are really still trying to work out exactly how to make it work. Yeah, I agree with that. And you look at like the top podcast networks and the the kind of revenue that they're creating. And it's not that impressive given that they're the top. You know, it's kind of like the realization when I figured out how much money Frank Kern was making. It's like, this guy's the top of the industry. This like harkens back to a little bit what we were talking about, James, a few days ago is like, you know, it's not like this nut hasn't been cracked yet. <laughs> you know I mean, like the number one guy in the industry is only making X amount of money annually. It's not that big of an industry or it hasn't quite, you know, been figured out yet. So exactly. So I think there's a chance that each of the formats offers a different type of result. 
And, uh, you know, whilst podcasting is really good for making connections and getting yourself an education by finding guests and building that residual audience who you can then market uh, other things to, I'm pretty certain that um, video can get you to that level of uh, authority or engagement a little bit quicker because you're giving them more more multiple modality options and they can see you and uh, for that reason you'll see more sales videos than you'll see sales audios uh, these days. Oh, that's um, that's a great way to wrap up round one. I think um, uh, listeners out there, uh, by their own admission, they're probably a dead heat at the moment. Um, but uh, James's last point um, is probably a great uh, a great uh, segue into round two, and this is that your form of content marketing best positions you as an authority in your niche. Now let's let's kick off with James on this one. Well, I think uh, firstly. Because it's perceived as more expensive and more difficult, then if you do go out and set up the gear and the studio and start making videos, you have an advantage over the people who can't do that. It is a positioning or a posturing thing. And also, if you go and look to the industries, I think that you know the, the peak of the peak is probably uh, people like on the Hollywood, that Hollywood sort of environment. And uh, that is like probably the the highest position on the pole compared to the other mediums of newspapers and radio stations. So I think that in terms of authority, there is no higher authority than the video medium. I think that's where all the, the big bucks are. You know, if you take it all the way to the Oprah's and that, it, it's just that's just higher up the totem pole for authority. Yeah, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't think we're going to get uh, rebuttals from the other two on that one. So let's, let's move straight... <laughs> all right let's head across to dan norris then what uh, what, what do you say about that Dan? all right well uh, the, the only thing i would say is with the text content one thing i've found is if you're talking about becoming an authority in your area then what you'll find is a lot of the other people that are authorities in your area will be people who've got a long history of established written content and you know when i go out I, I do guest blogging a lot to get traffic to my site and when I go out to the other sites, you know, that have a lot of the traffic, it's very easy for me to get a guest post on their sites because I can point them back to my site that's got a lot of really good text posts on there. And um, the other thing is, yes, there's a lot of noise in like the written word, but there's also a lot of shit. Sorry, I just swore. But um, it's not that hard to make something that's significantly better than all the shit that's out there already. So you don't need a new medium to stand out. You know, I think out of all this crap that ProBlogger gets sent, you know, if you've just got a really nice, detailed, structured post with good graphics and a nice design and you can prove that you know what you're doing, then you're immediately going to stand out from that anyway. Let's head across to Dan Andrews. So I actually think video is the dog here. And I think um, Mr. Norris is is the the sort of dark horse because when you look at um, the most scalable format, it's writing. Ideas are like, viruses if i say something like lifestyle design you know like at the core of these other mediums is great writing and i think that books ultimately have still have the most power to change minds and to be to create thought leadership which is like the top of the pyramid with marketing for me um that to me is like if i think find me like a super influential um uh, marketer who doesn't have a book 
because that's sort of the that's the final destination is the book you know and i think there's a reason for that because that's the most scalable shareable medium now if you want to become an authority in your niche and have it be less expensive and have it be more reliable audio is the best medium for uh, the reason that james put out in the earlier round which is that it's ability to connect with each other. It's super fun to call people up and talk. It's cheap to produce world-class content. And uh, I think it's easier to compete in that medium for the reasons that we talked about earlier. But I do think that writing is some, might be under-considered for these kinds of things. Like um, I've seen, like I've, I've some occasionally have stumbled upon some ideas vis-a-vis -vis writing that have either made it into my podcast that ended up having a big impact on people, like Rip Pivot Jam, for example. That's not an audio... That wasn't an audio achievement. That was a writing achievement. And so a lot of the best parts of audio and video start with the writing. Well, I think I think part of it as well is the amount of attention that you can have of people. And, it's, you know, attention is a currency in itself. And if you can have someone's attention for an hour, you know, that is pretty powerful. Like I listened to your interview with James, your, your chat this morning, and I was listening to both of you for an hour, and that's not a problem at all. But I, I would never sit there for an hour and watch an hour's worth of James's videos. And no offense, James. Um, but but um, it's similar with text. I mean, I would read a book that you guys write and you would have my attention for hours or days, but um, but I wouldn't sit there and, and you know, watch 10 five-minute videos. Well, that's interesting because I, I love that, um, you know, the time element of marketing. And it, that's why audio to me is, is a compelling format as well over video is that, you know, net net. Yeah, I've listened to you, Dan. For um, I listen to your podcasts, so that's like I get you get me for like a half an hour uh, or an hour every week. Whereas, like, I'll check out uh, Five Minute Friday and like see if it's funny or something. But I'm not as deeply engaged with that content, even though it's really high production value. As I am, you know, those hours and hours I've spent listening to you interview really smart people. That's very interesting. I'm not, listen, it's my debate, so I can jump in wherever I like you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go into bat for James because some of the highest paid people are movie stars. So they're not radio stars or or uh, newspaper columnists. They're, they're they're actual video. They're on video. So um, they're not exactly marketers, but they are certainly um, authorities. Now, what do you say to that, both of you guys? Well, you know, people go and sit in a cinema for hours watching a movie and. A movie star's got some serious pull uh, as in terms of marketing, endorsements, etc. People like William Shatner, uh, and you know they have they have uh, got that. People will sit down and watch hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of video if it's relevant to them. <laughs> William Shatner, where did that come from? I wouldn't call him one of the one of the top um, actors. Well, apparently he's uh, quite the endorsement uh, mega mega bucks guy, and is uh, speaking at an event next year at a traffic and conversion event, and uh, relating to his endorsements. So, you know, what I'm saying is, even all those years ago and being famous all that time ago, he still has marketing pull. Yeah, and I, I don't. I, I think like you're. Uh, I don't know what the, the logical fallacy is, but it's a conf it's an unfair conflation to pull in Hollywood stars to this and their relation to. I mean, we're talking about motivating people with ideas and stories. That's the that's and so the question is: is would you rather watch someone? You know, if you wanted to spread an idea, 
would you show them a three minute clip of a Hollywood movie? Would you play them honky tonk woman? Or would you read, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident? How are you going to motivate people and spread ideas? No, I'm just saying some, there are marketers in our industry who have put out regular video content and then been invited on the Oprah show. And that level of, uh, that medium is a substantially higher authority than any books or courses or blog posts uh, or, or podcasts they've published. That is the mecca. And we're only talking about the topic of authority here. So, keeping that in perspective, if you were to go on Oprah next week, that would give you serious authority stripes. So, so that's an interesting question because what I was arguing against was actually the, uh, you know, like the idea of Hollywood movies. But I agree that with the, um, you know, that video has been highly effective for, for Shatner and stuff like that. But I mean, if we were, if, if three of us were to have like the Oprah challenge and say like what would be the best medium to get to that level of authority for me it would be the written would probably be the the horse that i would bet on yeah because you because you write a book and if if you're lucky enough to be good enough then you would get on oprah <laughs> yeah and for me i would probably say establishing a super authority youtube channel uh, might be the the way to get onto there as well all right. Well, that wraps up round two. I've, I'm marking down who I think's in front, but um, I won't reveal that just yet. So let's move straight into round three. Uh, now, the statement for this round is your your form of content marketing is the easiest way to produce high quality content. So let's kick off uh, kick off with you, Dan Andrews. All right. Well, so um, I should probably have that hand tied behind my back here because I think I mean, look at this. You, you wrote us an email yesterday. Uh, proclaimed to have pulled on, uh, pulled on a bunch of donkeys, but the three prominent content marketers, and we're all here producing content that hopefully can be useful for people moving their business forward. I'm not so sure we've achieved that, but we've had some fun. But you know, this is the kind of thing where um, I built a blog that was worth well over fifteen thousand dollars in basically eight hours in a room, um, interviewing uh, myself and my business partner, talking about topics that were interesting to. Um, entrepreneurs. And I know James does this as well. He regularly locks himself in a room and does a, a brain dump and then can make thousands and thousands of dollars selling those audios um, to entrepreneurs. So um, these are premium products that can be produced in the course of a few hours. And so I think that uh, that is a huge pool for the, uh, the audio camp. All right, Dan. Um what about you? Why is the written uh, written content uh, the best way or the easiest way to produce high quality? Well, I mean, it's it's the problem with audio content is that unless you're exceptionally good at producing audio content, then you're either going to rely on a guest who who may or may not produce whatever you want to be produced, or you're going to you know go it alone, and in which case it's it's probably going to be crap. And so, I mean, if if you're if you've got a co-host like Dan and you can sit down and you're both on the same page and you've both got strong opinions and you balance each other off well and you've got all of that basic stuff in place, then fair enough, you can create good audio content. But the majority of podcasts that I see coming out aren't at that level because it's it's just very difficult to make that good. Whereas with writing, it's it, it can be so much better planned because you can build a structure and you don't waffle on and you can go back and edit it and you can just build a really simple structured post and make it good value, you know, and I mean, I can write a blog post, I can write, you know, a few thousand words in a couple of hours quite easily, but to do a podcast, 
you know, some of my podcasts might be crap and you might have wasted a couple of hours. Some of them might be really good and it's still taking a couple of hours. So I think to me it's just easier to write a good blog post than it is to create a good uh, podcast. Okay, and straight off to James on video. Yeah, well, I mean, look, writing words is absolutely the last option for me. There's no way in the world. It's, even a, a sales letter, for example, it's just like incredibly complex to write it down and format it and dick around with it. Same with the blog post. For me, I think we are now armed with devices like an iPad or an iPhone that does 16 by 9 high-definition video. Uh, you can get good lighting and conditions where once you set up once and you have a repeatable process, you have a rapid authoring scenario. There's nothing easier than just flipping on the camera, talking straight at it with your pointed message. I've sold tens of thousands of dollars from one two-minute uh, videos that have been shot on nothing more than a flip or an iPhone. It is so easy to create content and every single uh, person in a Western society is carrying a content creation device in their pocket these days. And if you look at some of the most viewed content, it won't necessarily be the high production value stuff. It'll be the that moment that was caught on camera, that really interesting thing, the engaging, uh, authentic, that raw piece of content and also if you if you want to just break it down to a simple thing we all have that camera sitting at the top of our screen now we just hit record we can talk to it it's only takes as long as the actual recording takes to get it done if you don't want to mess around with topping and tailing or guests or whatever uh, i know a lot of people like clay collins for example he just does a lot of uh to his camera stuff for his blogs I'm making video every single day and it's certainly not a chore. It saves me from having to type or write. Everything I put out just gets transcribed. The slowest part for me putting out a podcast, for example, is actually writing up the show notes on my pod, podcast uh, page. And for my normal channel, I don't even do it. The team does it. My job is the easy part, which is to write down six bullet points, turn on the camera, talk into it, and then load that raw film into Dropbox. So for me, it's much easier to produce uh, video content than it is to produce audio. That's quite a compelling argument. Uh, Dan, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> well, if this was a text post, you'd be able to edit that phone ringing in the back. <laughs> Nah, James won. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think uh, you're right. It was a clear winner in that one. Um, so so we will, we'll move on to round four. And this is, when, when it comes down to it, this is why we're all, all doing our content marketing. So this this is the important one. And, and the statement for round four is, uh, your form of content marketing is the best way to bring in high-value customers. So again, Dan Norris, let's kick off with you. Are you all right, buddy? <laughs> All right. Um, no, I mean, the only, the final point I would make is that both James and Dan are, are working, sorry, James, yeah, James and Dan Andrews are working on books. And I think that pretty much makes my argument for me. <laughs> well, no, because you're, you're writing as your, your like big piece of work. It's a, a piece of writing and not, and not, you know, a big video. All right. Let's go across to Dan Andrews. Yeah. yeah Touche. You know, I, I, I think that's a, it's, that that punch lands because, uh, you know, one of the advantages to the written word is 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 how shareable that is. I mean, if you had like a really really great idea, 
uh, when you woke up this morning and you wanted as many people to see that as possible, uh, you would choose the writing medium probably. And that's more likely to be, it's more transferable. Um, So if you, you know, given that you have great content, which I don't think it's easy to produce that great content, given if you were to have it, that might be the best way to bring in new customers. Now that would be under pretty limited circumstances. So uh, again, I, I see audio as the best way to motivate people in part because of the time element, which I really think is the magic element. We're we're talking about high quality customers, right? So here's the thing we're talking about. um, We're talking about people that are well educated on your products. I think that that's one thing that audio does really well because they have an incredible amount of time spent with you. So by the time they become customers, they're qualified, they're trained, they know how to behave in order to get the best value out of um, your product. So a great example, um, we were talking about the Dynamite Circle uh, earlier and someone was telling me, it's amazing that um, there's really never been much snark. the whole time you guys must moderate the crap out of this forum and we don't and one of my guesses and this might be correlation causation thing is that part of the reason is that we have an audience that's trained or attracted by a certain kind of attitude and approach and that kind of thing is not happening because they got a piece of information or they saw a cool video and like an interesting value proposition somewhere it's because they've entered into a relationship with the marketer over a long period of time And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for word of mouth, long periods of time. That's audio. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Let's head across to James. And what do you you have to say about video marketing? Well, I think for for me, it's a little early to tell, but I suspect that, um, well, okay, firstly, I do have most of my high value customers have come via a podcast channel rather than the text channel. I'm pretty sure of that. But I have started in earnest with my video marketing over the last six months, and I'm now starting to get that critical base. So one thing I'm not certain of is the incubation period. I suspect that over time, the video uh, might actually overtake the audio for high-value customer uh, migration into my sales funnel. But for now, it is definitely the audio. And I think the video will help me reach people uh, who who I haven't had access to before just because I'm tapping into that different medium and because it is a trust transfer. When you're dealing with people online, it it's all about trust because they can't see you uh, or, or touch you or there's nothing tangible. They, they hand over a credit card for electrons in some cases if they can at least see you and feel that you are authentic and that you are actually a real person and they they read those the uh, the uh, the gestures and the direct eye contact and that just the repetitive just keep turning up and being consistent i think over time that will actually create a very high trust relationship and i suspect that um, as i've experienced from my sales videos where i've gone face to camera I think I will actually bring in more high-value customers through that medium. And if I think about it, my workshop sales, uh, which had been, that's probably been the the most selling thing, have more come from video than they have from audio, but it's my masterminds and coaching forums where I've brought in most people from the audio medium. So I think high-ticket items, uh, long-term, video is my bet for that. So I want to just add a little perspective, like from an emotional 
side and also as a as a customer of James's, so I can speak from experience. I watch his videos, and there's something with watching somebody's videos where you're sort of looking at them. Um, I always thought about this like w- back in the good old days when uh, Chris Ducker was doing podcasts versus watching Chris Ducker's videos. There's almost like this oppositional quality to it. Whereas, and I just you know implore the audience to kind of mine your own emotions for this. I remember that week in Vietnam where I um, first discovered James's podcast. And I like listened to it for like I binged on it all week long. It was really cool. And I felt like I got to know James or he was sort of with me as I went along um, my days and he was sort of speaking to me. Um, whereas when I watch his videos, it's very much like, all right, what do you got for me? And um, and I don't know what that means, but there's definitely an, a different emotional quality for me when I'm interacting with his medium. So and I, you know, um, well, I, I, I suspect that. I, my suspicion is that I am through the setup phase of my video marketing. I was getting familiar with the routine and the technology and the uh, structure, and it's only now and six months down the track that I'm actually allowing to loosen up the character and to be more more myself. Now that I'm comfortable with the the lighting and the sound and the the camera and the routine, and I'm not petrified that people will shout me down or or whatever i i'm now feel that i'm actually getting a better connection so it could purely be my um technique and that might be a uh that might be something to factor in people's comfort level on camera or audio or text is going to determine the way that they can share and contribute that content well i think part of it as well is with the audio is your you're almost always with someone else or talking to someone else and that's feels a lot more human to be listening to someone who's engaging with another human than it is to just listen to someone who's talking at you. Yeah, they definitely lower the bar and you probably, you you know, we tend to place ourselves in the conversation and relate everything back to us. Uh, and the podcast that you jumped on was a two-person podcast where I was able to, I think I was, I'm able to shine more in that format because of the roles that we play in, in there. But in saying that, when I listened to your podcast after Dan Norris suggested it, uh, Dan Andrews, I actually, I, like I kept nodding my head, a lot of the things you're saying were uncommon but so relevant to me and I can only guess that we have perhaps influenced each other a little bit, which is kind of weird but possibly true and that it's like we've we've got this alignment. So, yeah, I haven't really seen any videos of you, so I can't compare. Yeah, except for the one with the donkey, but we said we'd never talk about that. <laughs> <on there. laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's it. I think right, we'll get straight into round five, and this is really just a closeout. So we're just about there now, but um, let's see finally just your closing arguments for each of the mediums. So we'll start with you, Dan Andrews. Well, you know, I think one of the cool things about podcasting is how low the bar is for you to to get started. You know, I'd encourage anybody listening to this, just sit down and ask yourself, you know, what are the top 10 problems that your ideal customer has that you can help them get to the next step with that and record just five to 10 minutes of audios, um, you know, helping people through those 10 core problems and you've got yourself a great 10-part audio toolbox 
to put on your website, to put on your opt-in form, and you can create this in less than two hours. So um, I would encourage you to take action and to see for yourself the wonders of audio content. So you can get right in, whereas these other guys are going to tell you, um, you know, these, these prescriptions of action that are going to take you a long time and a lot of effort and money. So uh, mine would be the best way to uh, test that out fast as possible. Let's head straight over to James. Okay, so uh, providing you have an iPhone or an iPad, I'm not going to tell you to go out and get huge a lot of technology. What I suggest is just get comfortable with what you've got. And remember that the video medium really does lend itself for a more salesy content and a news content base perhaps than interviews. So if you, if you are interested in making money, then they're really good for sales videos, thank you videos, upsell videos. And if you have a lifetime business model, they're particularly good for news updates. And that is because from the time we were born, we've grown up learning that you watch the news on the TV every night. So you have this daily frequency timing program. You have these short bursts of, of content update. And I think that's what's helped the news platform that I've developed uh, to become quite a sales generator for my business. And above all that, if your audience loves to listen, they can always play it in the background or just close their eyes and they've still got that audio element and um, and of course you can have it transcribed if you want boom <laughs> all right dan uh, now you're obviously the reason we're, we're all here <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i guess what i would say is that i don't really want people consuming my stuff with their eyes closed and i'd pre prefer them to be a little bit more engaged in what i'm doing so um, I, <laughs> I, I vote for text and the, the other point I make is please don't do what Dan Andrews is suggesting because you've probably got a boring voice and listening to you for you know 10 episodes of hour-long audio content is probably going to be quite boring and if you don't believe me then go back and listen to episode one of the Lifestyle Business Podcast which I think you may even have to pay for which is quite ironic but I encourage you to do that senses then put some pen to paper <laughs> well, that, that's made it very interesting, Dan, Dan Norris. I think you've just about won the debate on that. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Um, obviously, our guests here um, are experts in not just their own particular debate topic, but they use utilising multiple formats. So this, I'm sure, was a very hard debate for all three, and I appreciate you all taking the time uh, to, to come on the episode today. Now, the reason we're here on this special episode is to uh, promote uh, Dan's content marathon over at inform.ly. Now, what I'd like you to do, listeners, if, if you've uh, enjoyed the episode, head across to the show notes. That's multimediamarketingshow.com forward slash uh, smackdown uh, and leave a comment as to who you think won the episode below the show notes and we'll ensure that we publish the results uh, in Dan's uh, recap article uh, at the end of this week. So head across to multimediamarketingshow.com forward slash smackdown to leave. Uh, to Jake, it's important that we block all we block all IP addresses coming from the Philippines because I have a sense that there's going to be an email sent out to some ninjas after this after this episode. So we want to make sure that we're keeping the voting fair. Uh, it would it it'd never it would never happen. It's it's, it's got to be authentic. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you do happen to vote for me i'm happy to um, send some links to your website and send some tweets out <laughs> yeah. well the bribing starts mm. now so and if you're in australia i'll send you some beer <laughs>
All right, guys. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, James, where can people find out more about you if they don't already know you? Head over to superfastbusiness.com and you can take your pick of video or audio or you can just read the entire post, which is fully transcribed. <laughs> and Dan Andrews, where can people find out more about you? Screw it. You can find me on Facebook liking all of Dan Norris's posts. <laughs> and thanks very much, listeners. Of course, so Dan Norris, uh, head across to inform.ly where you'll find out uh, all about Dan, but you'll also be able to uh, um, uh, see all of his posts and all the content he's produced this week on the Content Marathon. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in, and we'll see you again next episode. Thanks, Jake. Okay, welcome back, listeners. That is the debate run, but not yet won. That's right. We need your feedback and your vote as to who you thought was the winner of that debate. In reality, uh, I think everybody wins as long as you're doing at least one form of multimedia marketing, if not combining all three. But if you head across to the show notes, multimediamarketingshow.com, you'll be able to leave your vote uh, in the comments section. We'll total them up and then give them to you, the results to you, uh, in Dan Norris's um, summary uh, article of his Content Marathon Week. Of course, we'll include this link in the show notes. Right, and true to form, each of our guests will be accepting bribes. So uh, contact them directly to see what they each offer, and then vote according to who's got the best prize for you. Okay, to find out a little bit more about each of our guests, uh, you can start with Dan Norris. Head back to episode four of the Multimedia Marketing Show if you haven't listened already. Uh, we speak to Dan Norris. For James and also Dan Andrews, I'd suggest checking out the Internet Marketing Speed interview they did recently. I'll include uh, the link, of course, in the show notes. So multimediamarketingshow.com forward slash smackdown. You'll also catch Dan Andrews from the Lifestyle Business Podcast in episode six of the Multimedia Marketing Show, where we're going to go in-depth on uh, podcasting and why you should be incorporating it into your marketing repertoire as well. So look out for that episode if it hasn't been released just yet. You'll see it very shortly. Thanks very much for tuning in. I think it is now appropriate that we end the show with Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. See you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Multimedia Marketing Show. In every episode, we explore the brave new world of cost-effective multimedia production with highly acclaimed experts from around the world. From shooting brilliant video with your iPhone to making true connections with your target market, Jake's guests have been there and are doing just that at every level and in every arena. You'll learn new tips, ideas, and market communication strategies in each and every episode. That's it for this show, but don't forget to visit MultimediaMarketingShow.com. There you can like Jake on Facebook, follow him on Twitter, and sign up for the exclusive Multimedia Marketing Show email notifications. You'll be the first to know about new content, bonus tips and tricks, special email-only offers, and brand new episodes of The Multimedia Marketing Show with Jake Howard.